They make us dump it. And no matter how we stand up, so this time I'm going public. I want the people to see the pain that us growers have. Of 365 days as a little boy, we grew up on a dairy farm, came from Europe. Work, work, work. And here we are. This is what's happening. Oh, by the way, only one country in the world here in Canada. There's not, a, not the United States, not Europe, where they dump thousands of liters when they're over. But we're not supposed to talk about this. Nope, it is one of the dirty little secrets, and that is uh, dairy farmer Jerry Hugan exposing it and uh, pretty much kicking a hornet's nest going public on the fact that he has to throw out 30,000 liters of milk because he went over the quota that dairy farmers uh, have to and are only allowed to produce. And so he says, look, I'm breaking my silence because it's wrong to throw out perfectly good, healthy food that could help people struggling. And uh, this video going viral, um, you know, not that this is a new practice. It's just when you see the amount of milk we toss out, which is about 5 million liters a week uh, all over the country, it is hard to stomach. But we have a state-sanctioned cartel. It sets the limits to drive up prices and ensure profitability for farmers. It doesn't necessarily work out for all farmers or certainly the public or you know, stop waste. So let's bring in Dr. Mike Von Massau. He's an associate professor of food economics at the University of Guelph. Doctor, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Thanks for having me. This is one of those issues that uh, is very complex, but it is um, it, it angers people um, because it doesn't make sense, even though it makes sense maybe for some parts of the sector. So the bottom line is, you know, we've got the supply management uh, agreement, but it's very political. Uh, do you see this ever going away? Do you ever see the, the balance uh, you know, changing so that dairy farmers can actually compete? Because there are many who say, look, I want to do more and I can't. Well, I think I think that there is always an ongoing discussion as to what the role of supply management should be, what the form that should, supply management should take, and so and I think that that's productive, and I think that that's valid. Uh, I'm not particularly, I, I don't find this individual video particularly compelling. I think it's sort of. It's not untrue, but it's sort of wiggling around at the edge of uh, of 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 what is true and what is reality, and and I don't think it's a productive contribution to the discussion. So, should we have that discussion? Of course. Uh, should we have? Okay. So it let on? me go back. Let me go 30, back. 30 why? Why is he? Videos? Probably not. Okay. So what is wrong? Because I know it is political within farming itself. So why is? And we know it's been going on for the last fifty years because that's when the agreement is. So what? Why is his video not helpful then? Because well, I think it just kind of puts in our face what we knew was already going on. So, so there's two main points I would make. The first mm-hmm. is dumping milk is not unique to, uh, to Canada. It is not a uniquely supply management problem. I am looking right now at a tweet from a farmer in, in, uh, in the U.S. who's saying, I have to dump 90,000 gallons of milk because my processor won't take it. So I think the first thing is, Yes, we have supply management. Yes, there are some strengths and weaknesses of that, but this, this milk dumping isn't, isn't it. We also don't always dump milk that's over quota. We usually, the producers are allowed to ship it, and then they are penalized for shipping over quota. So I'm not sure, frankly, if in this circumstance, the producer was told not to ship it because there was no processor capacity and he was over quota, or if he chose not to ship it because he was going to get penalized for shipping over quota. So I think in that circumstance, 
It's not that we're dumping milk every time someone is over quota. It gets shipped and it gets penalized for being over quota. In this circumstance, it could have been a processor issue or it could have been the individual producer's choice. Yeah, and, and but the other side of it is there are those who do overproduce and there are some who can management. And is that a feed issue? Why do some break quotas and others don't? Is that management? Yeah, it's a management issue, right? You, it, 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 It's not an insignificant management challenge. Milk, cows have to have a calf to give milk and mm-hmm. then they give different amounts of milk throughout their lactation. So you have to manage not only how many cows you have in your in your barn, but at what stage of lactation they are. So at any point, if you're way over production, you have calves and heifers coming in, you can sell a producing cow uh, and lower your production. It is something, you know, 99.9% of, of farmers manage to do it. Uh, I don't know if this gentleman is making a point or if he doesn't want to sell cows or, or what's going on, but, but most farmers manage to produce within quota. You can say, we shouldn't have quotas, but given the system we have, most farmers manage to do it. Okay. And so, look, the Canadian Dairy Commission, they, they are the ones who set the prices in that. But they've also got a program where overages, you know, if a, a fair, farmer's got overages, they can donate it. Or they've got drivers who will volunteer their ability to take it and they can get it processed. It's only about a million liters a year. And if we're going on the stats that they have, I mean, they, they were tossing out about 5 million liters of milk uh, every week. But I think, you know, given, the Doctor, that this agreement has been in place for 50 years, given it's 2023, we've got tech technology. Surely there has to be a way that depots could have been set up over the last few years where you get farmers able to drop off their excess and you can get it pasteurized and you can get it in the hands of those in need or to, who, you know, breakfast program, whatever. Is that not a doable thing? Well, I mean, yes. I mean, clearly it's a doable thing. You can say we will invest in more storage. We have a highly perishable item here, so it would have to be processed relatively quickly. And right. if and if it's an if it's an occasional thing, the cost of that processing capacity uh, is is such that we're 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 essentially going to put more cost into the system. So again, we can complain. But we're subsidizing it anyway to the tune of billions. You know, like we're subsidizing it. I think people look at it and go, "If I'm paying for this subsidy, at least put the milk in in a you know someone in needs mouth and not down the the drain." We we can have a discussion as to how mm-hmm. much. There, there's no direct subsidy. There is an argument that we pay more for milk. Uh, we pay more for milk I- in Canada. How much more we pay because of supply management, I would argue, is not clear. But I think there is an element that we do pay more for milk. Uh, and and so, but doing things like this this additional processing capacity isn't going to bring milk prices down. No, I, I think milk will always stay high. But at this point, if they could just stop wasting so much, I think a lot of people would be happy because it just, you know, we are terrible when it comes to food waste in this country. And I think there's really no excuse in this day and age, given our um, abilities to develop things, that, that this would be happening. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I would disagree with you. I haven't seen the numbers of these millions of liters getting wasted every week. Uh, if it's true, then then I would agree with you. My understanding is that it's a much lower number, and that this is this is a relatively rare scenario that this producer is 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 talking about. All right. Well, the devil's in the detail. I got those numbers uh, from the CDC, but uh, I appreciate you kind of clearing up what I think is very unclear for many. Doctor, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks.
That is Dr. Mike Van Massau. He's an associate professor of food economics at the University of Guelph. So you hear something different from everyone. And again, very political in politics, but also within the business itself. So hopefully we cleared some of that up.